Today's podcast is brought to you by my number one choice in tires, Pirelli. And since I used to be a race car driver, I know a thing or two about tires. The iconic tire brand is known for its long tradition of innovation, advanced technologies, and high-quality products. Pirelli recently added the new Scorpion All-Season Plus 3 to its American range. Developed to go the distance, it comes with a 70,000-mile treadwear warranty. Choose more mileage, more comfort, more control with the new Scorpion All-Season Plus 3. Ask your local dealer for a tune-up. Trust me, I'm a driver. Have you had stuff uncovered emotionally in your emotional body? Oh, absolutely. And I've actually worked with clients to do that as well. I mean, that was something that I learned because we have such an emotional connection with food. Habits, you know, or um, like things that they can't seem to really kick, right, really comes from an emotional connection. Sometimes it's, as you said, it can be like from your ancestral lineage, you know, it could be something that had happened in your soul's journey from maybe even another a past life. But then I'm doing the healing work to connect because that sugar craving that you may have has nothing to do with your physical body, has absolutely something that happened when you were like five or six or seven that maybe carried on from like what happened with your mom. And once we figure that out, then it's no longer an issue. And we, we've you know, done that many times. This podcast exists because I love talking to people and I love going deep. The purpose is to plant seeds of inspiration. We enter a space of vulnerability and relatability. And what you realize is that we are so much more alike than we are different. To quote Ramdas, we're all just walking each other home. And the show is just one step. I'm Danica Patrick and I'm pretty intense. Welcome back. Today on the show is Serena Poon. She is a celebrity chef, a certified nutritionalist, and a Reiki master. So before we got on, I, of course, always put a lot of thought and intention into what I'm going to ask them and, and understanding who they are and what they're really into. And I, I like had this sort of like block. I wasn't sure exactly what to ask her. And it became clear why. And that's because the things that she's really at her core all about are not necessarily the sort of go-to things that you would think to ask someone who's basically a chef. She, uh, she is very much into the energetic realm of existence, our own with the chakras, as well as putting energy into food and the energy that food is. And like I said, she's a Reiki master. She's very much into sort of into the quantum realm of existence, into energy. And we had a super cool conversation about all these different modalities. And truly, to be honest, this is a future conversation because this is really what's coming. Like the, yes, you're going to need to have good food and you're going to have to um, take care of yourself and work out and do those kinds of things. But the, the, the next frontier is in the world of energetics. And I'm thinking, I feel like people are, are getting that um, here and there, but that, that is what's coming. So Serena is ahead of the curve on that and she's doing uh, incredible things and has incredible stories that you'll hear about. And she's really here to help people. So I hope that uh, you take a lot from this interview because I sure did. How are you today? I'm so good. How are you? Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, where do you live? I'm in Santa Monica. Oh, cool. That's nice. I uh, Venice, not nearby. I like Venice. It's like a little got, got the hippie vibe in Venice. 
You're in Venice? No, but I just like that area when it's right next door. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it is right next door. Um, you know, it's so funny. I have to tell you. So I had just popped onto your podcast and saw that your latest guest was, was Nassim. And uh-huh. look. <gasps> you have the Archon? Yes. I got one for myself, my mom, my sister. I like told like a dozen of my clients to get it. I don't, I don't know if they all got one, but I'm like, you guys should get the Arc. So, so I'm wearing mine. Mm-hmm. So cool. Um, well, I mean, obviously that just like dumps us right into because look, it's like when I was, you know, thinking about what to ask you and it's like sometimes when my mind is like confused or divided, I'm like, oh, it's because there's two parts. It's like there's not really one part to ask you about. It's really two parts, which is food, but then spirituality. I mean, I feel yeah. like they both are, they, you've sort of merged the two and they're, but they're, you know, presumably they're totally connected, but not necessarily connected um, so definitively or so obviously. So how did you, I mean, I know how you got into the food stuff. So how, but how did you get into the spirituality? Yeah, so it's, you know, it's such a common question. It's like, how did you go from being a chef and nutritionist to being a Reiki master? And um, really that just, that came from my own personal journey. And I think, you know, I'm an empath and I, and, and you know, I've always had, you know, I'm an intuitive, but not really having an understanding of what that was, what that meant, just feeling things so deeply always. And um mm-hmm. When I was, uh, so after my fourth surgery, and I don't know if that's something you've seen um, in my other interviews or read about, but I I nearly died after my fourth surgery. So I've had like eight. I, I had um, MRSA that I contracted after one of my surgeries. And then that became like a thing that we couldn't get out of my system. So after my fourth surgery, um, I had a massive hematoma. I was bleeding internally. I lost, oh, I'm sorry, that's gizmo. Um, I lost like two liters of blood nearly, but it was all internal bleeding. It was crazy. Um, And so after that, I, and I, that's, you know, we can dive into that or talk about that another time, but that was, um, I was so lucky really uh, to, to recover from that and to have, I think, angels, surrounding me and and I had a client who came and basically grabbed me picked me up took me to uh, a surgeon that they knew as they had in their family and um and in that process of healing I wasn't able to use the upper left side of my body for months and I didn't know if it was going to be weeks or months or like how long and as a chef I didn't know how I was going to support myself you know, because I couldn't, I couldn't cook. And so, I mean, I could do some things with like my right hand. So, you know, that whole experience. And I think after having had multiple surgeries and just the journey that I was on at that point in my life, I just committed to speaking with a healer that I had had kind of like in the background, you know, because therapy didn't was, I wasn't really connecting with therapy. I tried to go to therapy after my dad, after our dad passed away and then our mom got sick from cancer. So that wasn't really working for me, but talking to a healer sort of did, but then I wasn't committed. You know, I was like 911 call. I would call my healer. We'd have a session. I'd feel better. 
So after this happened with the surgery, I just felt like, okay, so I do my nutrition, got that check. Like I was really good about my physical fitness, had that in check. All this stuff is still happening, not in, like things are still not in alignment. So I committed Mm -hmm. to talking to her, Noelle, um, like at least every three or four weeks just to check in, just to whether, no matter what, if I was having a good day or a bad day, it just seemed like endless bad days at that point, but still. And after working with her for about eight months, she was like, I want you to come out to Santa Fe because she lived in Santa Fe, New Mexico. She has the most interesting story, actually. She was like, you know, she was retired. She's in her 60s. She was a mom. Like she, did, she was a teacher, done her thing, was living in Tennessee. Uh, oh, no, no, not Tennessee. Yeah, Tennessee, Nashville. And she had a calling and literally was called to move to Santa Fe, New Mexico, left her husband. They maintained a distant relationship as a married couple for a few years. Her children were adults. She had grandchildren, just just, just answered this calling, moved to Santa Fe, didn't know anybody, and she started practicing and just, just her work, you know, that she felt called to do. And so it took me a few months because I was like, Okay, you're my master. Like, I, I don't know what you're talking about here to come. Because she basically wanted me to come out as an apprentice. And she wanted to teach me um, what she was doing because she's like, she was 70 at the time and felt like she was ascending and felt like she needed to have like at least one or two apprentices that she could send her clients to should one day she ascend. And it took me about four months because I was like, you know, that self-worth of like, who am I? You're my master. I can't do what you do. And she finally got me to go out there. And I spent the weekend with her. And she taught me everything that she did. Like, we channeled. We did all this stuff, like, super intense for a weekend. And then I came back and I felt overwhelmed, you know? Like, I, I don't know if I'm doing this right. Am I doing that? Like, I had my notes and I had... So I decided to take Reiki because I just needed something with like some more structure that I could go back and, okay, there's like a workbook. I'm still applying what she taught me and what I'm learning, but I just needed something with more structure. So I started to study Reiki. And then I realized in that process between working with her and then studying with her and then studying Reiki that there was, that was like the missing piece, you know? And it was almost like I was already kind of doing it, but not knowing what I was doing. And then now I had... I had more structure and I could really channel that energy and really use the energy of like food and really kind of like dive into our energy centers and and figure out how I could use food to feed our physical body, but then also our energetic body, you know, and so that that's really kind of how it all came together. And for me, it's worked. It's worked when I work with clients um, and in my practice, this has been kind of like the full circle, what ties everything together when just nutrition isn't working or just, you know, diet and exercise isn't working, even though it seems like it should, this is what, this is what pulls it together. Wow. Wow. 
I love how progressive and like how we're adding these modalities and especially the stuff that's like in the quantum that's unseen. Yeah. Um, So what was it that you were doing before uh, that you, you know, you were kind of doing some things you said, but this helped sort of complete that and or maybe give it more clarity or more direction. Um, What were those add on? What were those additional steps or processes that you added in after you learned from her what's her name her name is noelle noelle after yeah. noelle taught you her her techniques and her and her uh, um she probably got it passed down to her is she first generation or did the or did the the t- the healing come from someone else in her line too she honestly i don't like she she just always kind of had a gift i guess and just oh, wow. you know did it with her her children and and wow. then just literally got hit with like a calling super intense. It was like, you need to move to Santa Fe. And Mm. she did it, you know, and, and, you know, when I saw her, she was still, you know, she's human. So she still had some loneliness, you know, she's still because her, you know, she lived away from her family, but felt so strong. And the message was, I mean, it was constantly there. She was always talking to her guides and counsel as she would call them. And this is just where, what she was, what she was supposed to do. So I think for me, it was having a deeper understanding of like energy, having Mm -hmm. a deeper understanding. And this is what Noelle really helped me with was just constantly clearing my energy centers, clearing my chakras, making sure that they were spinning, moving in the right direction. And, and I'd been through so many surgeries that she said, that's one of the things where because when you're when you have sur- when you're under surgery and you're you're under anesthesia, you are so wide open, like your physical body, but also your energetic body is so mm-hmm. wide open. And there's a lot of you know we call it, we call it, you know when you talk about attachments, I'm sure you're familiar and in cords, for example, like energetic cords you do another person. Oh yeah. And so there was so much of that that we had not cleared because until you're in a space where you understand that those those cores need to be removed, that you need to be in your sovereign space. And yeah. so much of that had happened. And I had no idea because when you're under surgery, you're, you're so vulnerable and you're so open. And you're also under a lot of medication, which also takes you, it kind of like, blocks your intuition a bit, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And Mm -hmm. your third eye. And so there was so much clearing that she had to do in that process in the eight months. And so she would talk to me. Like we would go through like a list of all the things that she had cleared and were it like where in my body. So where in my energetic center, but also where in my physical body. And the the, where, where there were blocks that she cleared, there was also physical manifestations of those blocks. And right. so when she, so you can have pains in different areas of your body. Um, let's say, you know what, let's say we have a, you're, I'm sure you're probably familiar with like the seven chakras. You always, there's more than seven chakras, but we focus on the seven because it's easier. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's say like you have your sacral, right? Your root, your sacral, when you feel ungrounded, that's your root chakra. Um, you might need some, you might need clearing there or just support. And then you can feel more grounded with your sacral. That's your your adrenals, your reproductive organs, your intimacy, your sexuality, all of that. And so when those energy centers are either imbalanced, not in alignment, blocked, 
maybe spinning in the wrong direction, it affects that part of you physiologically, right? Mm -hmm. And so there were areas in my body that, you know, it seemed like conventional healing, traditional healing with medicine, that physical therapy was not healing. And working with Noel and clearing blocks in my en energy centers allowed those areas of my body to have more flow um, and, and, it, and heal. And so then I realized, okay, everyone has like a different vehicle, right? And I thought, and I realized our energy centers are in alignment with our physical organ systems and so it made so much sense to me to like if i'm i'm getting so woo here is that okay oh i'm 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 i am literally as woo as you could imagine so oh, thank goodness. every word you're saying and oh, i'll pause and ask for clarification wow. um, when i feel like it's it's something where we'll lose people okay okay amazing then um so anyway, I just kind of, I felt like, you know, everything is energy, right? When Whether or not you're doing Reiki or prana, you know, people are always asking me, well, what's Reiki? And I say, okay, Reiki is a you know, Japanese technique where you're channeling, you know, you're, you're almost like a conduit and you're, you're, and you're kind of directing energy, specific area, place, person, thing. But really, like, we're all energetic beings. So really, we all can do that. And there's techniques and there's styles and there's different names for it, but essentially when you send love, that is the same thing. You know, when you think about someone that you love and you hold them in your heart, you're sending them love is the same thing. So then I thought about the vibration of food um, and how whole foods have this powerful energy like from the earth. And so, and so I just thought like, well, what if I tried putting energy back into my body through food? because it just made sense to me like already with the science of it. And so and so I was just kind of trying that on my, you know, with my own body as I was in that recovery process and then just decided to try it with with clients as well just to see like and and just and also adding an intentionality to it. Um and adding in a level of like mindfulness and gratitude and seeing how they would receive the food back into their body because when I teach people to have, like, to just take a moment, I walk them through like a gratitude process, say at the beginning of the day, and then we take that energy, we put it back into the food we put into our body. Just mm. doing that in and of itself takes your body, if you happen to be in a sympathetic state, into a parasympathetic state. And then now your digestive system is in a space where it can receive because it's like calm and relaxed. And even that, like from a physiological place, allows your body to process better, digest better, absorb the nutrients better. And so it just it just kind of all made sense to me, like once I started trying it. And for anyone where they feel like it might be a little woo or, you know, a little rubbish, I'm just like, it doesn't cost you anything. You don't need me. I'll show you how to do it. You do it and see and see how that feels in your body as you receive it. Like, see how the food tastes. And in its most simplistic form, right? We talk about we talk about food as, you know, and like love is that secret ingredient. You know, we, we talk about like like the recipes from our mom or our grandmother and how we can replicate it to the T that that they wrote down, but it might not taste the same. Like, why is that? Is even if we use all the same brands, everything, is it really because grandma left out a secret ingredient she didn't want us to know about? 
it's really the energy that comes through her and it's and it's powerful and when we talk about quantum and resonance if you're going to add that part in it, it kind of makes sense um yeah. but but yeah so so thanks for letting me go woo on you i'm gonna keep taking you down that path because that's so me um uh, I, I, I love cooking. Um, I, I, I often say to people to sort of give some perspective on what I feel like I'm good at. Like I leave out racing cause that's what I used to do. And I say, if there's two things I'm good at, I could say driving, but instead I say cooking and working out. I'm pretty good at those two things. Um, and so I make really simple food, but I always tell people I, cause it always tastes really good. I'm like, I think the difference is, is I love it. Like I love making yeah. it. I love the food and I don't, and I am, I, I don't even like to throw it away. I'm like a hoarding queen when it comes to food. Cause I'm like, no, no, no. I put love and care and energy into that food. And like, I care about that food and it's really high quality and there's no point in throwing that out. And mm -hmm. so it's, it, I do believe in that. And so I, I mean, I think that what it, what is like a technique that someone could do to start like initiating this practice? Maybe like, Maybe give us a technique for uh, activating or checking in with our chakras, our seven chakras, and yeah. then perhaps putting energy into food and some simple things that people can do at home that are very simple. Oh, I love it. Okay, so this is this is the easiest thing, and it's almost going to sound like it's too simple, but this is what I teach people. And so most people, most of us have some sort of a gratitude practice, right? And, and if you don't have one, that's okay. I would, I would, um, you know, I would recommend trying one out. So let's say you start off your day before you get out of bed, or maybe you're journaling and you're writing down or thinking and connecting with the things that you love, that you're grateful for. Mm -hmm. When you're in that process, and if you're thinking about your kids or your or your fur babies, you know, or something that you love to eat, like your favorite dish you're going to make tonight because your best friend is in town, whatever it is, when you're connecting to that, I want you to connect to it until you feel like almost like a visceral response, like you mm -hmm. feel like a physical response to it, right? And then that's when you're making that connection, that emotional, energetic connection to your physical body that's something that's easy for your body to remember so you know if you're loving it you're, you're if you're thinking about the person you love you literally start to tingle right you feel warm mm -hmm. if you're thinking about that favorite food that your mom used to make um you can smell it you you can smell it you can taste it you might even like salivate a little bit and have all these memories this is so important then you take this energy and when you go to your kitchen whether or not you're just doing your lemon water at the start of the day or you're making a smoothie or coffee, whatever it is, I want you to now take that feeling that you, it's like tangible because you just mm -hmm. connected to it this early date. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to intentionally direct that energy towards that which you're now going to put back into your body or that you're going to serve to someone else. So let's say you're making breakfast, you're prepping food. It sounds so simple that it's almost like that can't possibly it works. It's so simple. And you're just redirecting that energy and making that connection. It's almost like, it's almost like when you, when you talk to plants, you know, we have, there's so many studies and there's that Japanese doctor with the water and it's that thought it's powerful. It's not tangible, but it is, you know? Mm. And so now you're putting that energy back into like a food beverage, something that you are now going to put back into your physical body.
There's lots of studies on that. There's lots of studies. The water study, a plant, there's the great plant study. You speak highly to one plant, you hate the other plant. There's like the rice experiment where they divided like cooked rice into three jars and spoke differently to each jar and they completely Mm -hmm. manifested different mold profiles and colors. Um, This is like absolutely a hundred percent. You can, anybody can Google these tests, but um, what's the doctor's Omoto Masam? What's his name? Dr. I think it's um, Umoto or starts with an M. Yeah. It's like Moto or Umoto Masam or Umoto, something like that. Look up like water study and you'll absolutely see like water being spoke has different intentions to it. And it shows Um, under a microscope. Yeah, the, the molecules. The molecules of the water look completely different. So for people listening, if they don't feel like this is in any way uh, tangible, real, visual, like there are actual visual studies of energy into somewhat live but inanimate objects. Yeah. And they can, you know, literally leads to a completely different conclusion with them. So why would it be different with your food? When you say put the energy into your food, that still is a little bit of a confusing directive. So maybe go through the process of how exactly you do it. So so now you've connected, right, with that feeling from doing your gratitude, you know, your gratitude practice, your gratitude list. You can feel how it feels when you're super grateful about something. You love it so much, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to go downstairs to your kitchen or maybe you don't have stairs. You're going to go to your kitchen and now you're preparing whatever it is that you're making, something to drink, water, tea, you're making your food. When, you're, when I say put that energy back into your beverage or your food, you're doing it with gratitude. So you can literally say, I'm so grateful for this lemon water because I know it's going to heal and nourish me. I'm so grateful for this amazing spread, you know, of of food from the farmer's market. I'm so grateful I have a chance to make breakfast for the person that I love today. Or God, I love coffee so much. Thank God for this cup of coffee. I mean, whatever it is that you're doing, it's just taking that moment, but and it could be you're saying thank, thank you. It's honestly the easiest thing to, to, to do. There's a few words that are so powerful. As we know, I am so powerful and thank you, so powerful. So just being able to say that to, to your food or your beverage as you're putting it back in or if you're just prepping, that's another way just to acknowledge that which is in front of you and in a, in a way, you're just you're honoring that you're honoring those carrots and potatoes that you're preparing mm-hmm. for dinner. Just putting that energy back in that way, you're literally sending that energy back into the food, which changes the resonance, you know, of the food, which elevates it, and then that goes back into your body. And actually, environmentally, you're also elevating, you know, the resonance the frequency around you as well. So so that is something I hope it's like a little bit more tangible because now you can have words and thoughts yeah. that are connected to just like the feeling that you're directing and putting it back in. So an easy way to uh, to make a reference to it if it's, if it's a little hard for someone to kind of conceptualize that is think about someone that you love. It's what you just did in bed before you got out of bed is you're going to just... Think about how that feels and think about, gosh, if that person were having a bad day, like, and I just want to like 
I wish I could hug them, but I'm not there right now. And you're thinking about them and that love and concern that you're sending to them because you want them to feel you as much as you they possibly can, even though you're not there. This, that's what you're doing, but you're doing it with food, you know, or or whatever it is that you're putting back into your body. And so you're almost like nourishing that, you're sending that nourishing energy into it and then back into you. And now Mm -hmm. there's certain foods that resonate uh, with the different areas of your body. So, you know, I'll pick out, you know, for example, we talked about uh, the root chakra, right? And so we're talking about we're talking about your root and that's your security. That's where people need to feel grounded and solid and stable. And when you're not, when you're feeling stressed or anxious or or out of body or fearful and you want to feel kind of like, like strong and powerful again, then you reach for foods that are that are in alignment with the root chakra, which would be root vegetables, you know, or vegetables that resonate with that color chakra. We've kind of assigned these colors, but that would be, you know, the color red. So mm-hmm. root vegetables, like they're super hearty in minerals, and minerals of themselves help us feel calm. So say magnesium, for example, we have magnesium and selenium and, and uh, selenium and zinc. Um, these minerals actually help us feel more grounded. You know, they help work with our neurotransmitters. Magnesium is a calming mineral. So root vegetables are rich in these type of vitamins and minerals. So from a physiological place, it can actually help you. And then just from like an energetic place, you know, they're very connected with earth energy, which is grounding. You know, that's why people say, when you want to feel grounded, go outside, put your feet in your toes in the sand or in the grass. Um, it's it's like it, it's like you're doing that, but you can do it in your kitchen. Mm, yeah, I, there's. I mean, I've looked into that too, and the colors and even the notes. Actually, behind me, you can kind of see on both sides. I have uh, I have um, alchemy bowls. And so oh, wait, I have, see. I, yeah. I, oh yeah, there's only six here, but there's two more in my bedroom because I got the high um, crown. Um, mm-hmm. so I have all seven and then I, I also got a high crown, um, mm. for an eighth. And, um, so I, I, I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm just as woo woo as you could imagine. Oh um, my goodness. So, I'm so but, happy to hear that. Cause oh, I, have yeah. to, I, have, I have something to send you, but I was just like, oh, it's going to be a little woo. Maybe it's not woo. Well, you have an arc on, I mean, we started there. We started with Nassim Haramine, which is like the most awesome scientist. Are there other, um, aspects of, uh, sort of the quantum or spiritual or like the unproven, you know, kind of stuff that you're fascinated with. It's just like a pure curiosity and maybe not necessarily, uh, exactly part of your job every day, although everything is always interconnected. Well, I, your, everything is interconnected. So I love, I love Nassim and everything he talks about. Um, Dan Siegel, another person that I absolutely, do you know who he is? No. Oh, okay. I think Siegelman. He's in Santa Monica. He really, he really uses quantum physics to explain how meditation works and why it works. He's a physicist himself, so he's super cool. I'll send you his information. I'll send you his name. Um, and then I saw that you also had Stephen Greer on, and so love him too. Like yep. all these, I know. I'm like, we went to we were in Sedona um, <laughs> in November, and we. We're on the hunt for aliens. So, I mean, that's another completely outside of what I do, but have such an interest in. Uh, 
What else? I work a lot with uh, Joan Amaral. I know who he is. I, I fe- find him fascinating. He's like, a dear friend. Julianne Huff kind of helped put him on the map with that crazy like body movements that she was uh, doing yeah. in that video. But um, he, I mean, his work seems fascinating too. That's absolutely working with your auric energetic field. And he's, you know, he's manipulating you through the field. Yeah, he's he's a dear friend at now and we also, you know, and I also work with him as well like as a client so we're we're both and he's all about the different dimensions, you know, and and I had because a lot of the trauma to my physical body, you know, with all my surgeries and all these things that happen, I have a tendency to be out of my body, out of my physical body. And I will just super comfortable swim, swimming over in the oh. upper dimensions. Um, actually, I don't want to talk about this this that much. So it'll be interesting how this is received. But um, yeah, so, so he's someone that's really worked with me to help bring me back and be connected here where my physical body feels like a safe space. You know, we've done a lot of like healing and releasing of the things that have happened to the physical, the physical vessel. Um, so yeah, but that's what he does. You know, he's, it's somatic healing and works with the different dimensions. And it's almost, it's kind of hard to even explain. No, it, it, it um, I, I, it is. I mean, I, it's, it's cause some, it's sort of like felt and not, it's like hard to put into words, feelings yeah. and sort of stuff in that realm. But it yeah. leads me to sort of the other, I mean, I do that stuff too. I have a body worker. I mean, I've cried because I've like given like sound to like a spot that wouldn't go yeah. away and, you yeah. know, having this release. So then there's also those other layers of existence. And look, I know that you're a chef and I know that you've bridged that with spirituality, but again, it's all connected. And it's like, you know, so many people look to a diet, they look to a workout, they look to certain things and they're trying to fix it. But like, then you get to these other spaces of reality, which are like, which are which is cellular memory, ancestral cellular memory, and, or even childhood memory that you can't, that you can't remember things that your body blocks out because there was too much pain or trauma. And so it takes sometimes these healers because we, we try everything that seems easy. It's like a baby, right? We, We, you know, baby's crying. So it's like, um, feed it and then maybe change its diaper and then um, maybe it needs sleep and then maybe it's teething. And like there's all kinds of, you kind of go through a checklist. Um, So it's not always just obvious what it is, but sometimes there's other things going on that are just, you. so you go through your normal checklist. You're like, I'm I'm eating right. I'm working out. I'm feeling pretty relaxed. I feel like you've got all these checklists going on in your life, but it's not solving what I'm, it's, I'm not, I'm not getting the solution I'm looking for. And so then you get into stuff like with John working with the body and even Reiki. Have you had stuff uncovered emotionally in your emotional body? Oh, absolutely. And I've actually worked with clients to do that as well. I mean, that was something that I learned because we have such an emotional connection with food, right? And so often someone's habits, you know, or um, like things that they can't seem to really kick, right, really comes from an emotional connection. It can, and 
And I'm so happy we're in this like space where I can speak so freely about my belief system. But like sometimes it's, as you said, it can be like from your ancestral lineage, you know, it could be something that had happened in your soul's journey from maybe even another, a past life. And so I've worked with clients and that's why like with what I do in my, in culinary alchemy, like my practice, which I did on myself, it's just. You know, I, I'm looking at your physical body. We go through all your labs and everything, but then I'm doing the healing work to connect because that sugar craving that you may have has nothing to do with your physical body, has absolutely something that happened when you were like five or six or seven that may be carried on from like what happened with your mom. And once we figure that out, then it's no longer an issue. And we, I, we've, you know, I've done that many times. And so for myself, Working with someone like John or other healers to release, you know, there are definitely traumas there that I I wasn't even, because you think you're over something when, let's say, you don't cry about it anymore or like enough time has passed. You can talk about it without getting emotional, right? You think you're, you think you're over it or you think you, I shouldn't say over it. You think you've healed from it. And what I learned in this process of working with different healers was that there were, there were circumstances, there were situations that had happened in my life where I thought I had healed from it because I kind of just like pushed, pushed past it. Super strong. I'm not going to let this take me down, you know, and, and really I had just layered on skin above it, you know? And so I've worked with healers and we've uncovered that and it completely came out of nowhere where I didn't even, I wasn't expecting that that was something that was going to come out. Um, and so that's definitely happened on, on several occasions um, with traumas that have happened in, and there's no other word for it, you know, um, traumas that had happened as in, in my journey. Yeah. I've noticed even, you know, I've noticed from a physiological standpoint, uh, that (laughs) there'll be a spot or something that bothers me for some reason for me, it's usually on my, in my back somewhere, um, Mm -hmm. is where I, I manifest, uh, like where the, where, where things come up and there'll be something that, you know, I call like barking or it's biting or something that's just kind of like, you know, and I can't shake it. And I know that I didn't do anything particular to do, particularly to bring it on. There wasn't some weird workout I did or some move or something. And it's like been there for weeks now. And, 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 and those are the ones where I just know that there's something going on in my, in my energetic body that's creating a, like a, a glitch. Yeah. A glitch in my matrix. And then it's fun. It's true. Every time that I go in and get work done and have a release, um, you know, that spot will then just disappear. Mm -hmm. And it's crazy. Had you have any examples of that happening? Yeah. So um, that you've seen happen to other people or stories. Yeah. So, um, I had, uh, I have actually, it was so funny. I just got off of a call with a client earlier today before I came on with you and, and, uh, you know, he's been on this journey, but different issues come up and he's, he's an older gentleman and, um, you know, he has a lot of blocks when it comes to his throat chakra, right? Which is so interesting because, 
in his industry, you know, he's in the entertainment industry. There's a lot of talking, you know, there's a lot of expression. It's by nature of the of the industry, there's a lot of creative expression. But I think on the back side of it, because he's more like behind behind the camera, behind the scenes, there's a lot of back and forth creatively where people have their different opinions and how things should be expressed in like the final product in the in the movie. And so, you know, we're doing a check-in and he said, okay, this feels better, this feels better, but I've got this acid reflux is really, and I have this lump in my throat and it feels like I can't swallow. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, well, what did you have to eat, right? And we went through what he had to eat. That was pretty much fine. Where did you eat? And then it was like, who did you have dinner with? And then it was like, oh, okay. So it was a dinner meeting, you know, about a project that wasn't going the direction that they wanted to go. So I said, I think you have actually like an energy block there, you know, so can we work on that? So did a little Reiki distally. And then I said, okay, so do me a favor. And like, do you have any blueberries? Like maybe you can throw some blueberries into, into a shake and just have like a big giant handful of some, of some blueberries. And we're going to do a little bit energy work. And like that, like 30 minutes later, he called me and he's just like, I don't know what you did. It's like weird, but you know, I, it's, it, the lump is gone. You know, I, I, the lump is gone. I feel better. And, and so it can be really simple things like that. Or, um, in my personal journey, because all the surgeries that I had were in my chest, you know, um, that's basically where the MRSA just found a nestled in a nice little like hiding space that was kind of hard to get to. With all the surgeries that I had, I had so many layers of, um, so many surgeries, so many layers of like physical trauma, you know, obviously with like fascia and scar tissue, and then also emotionally. And of course, there's also pain, you know, like every single time you have to cut your fascia, every time you, you, you sever the matrix there physiologically and energetically, like there can be pain, especially if it's not nurtured, right? And I didn't know about any of that, my first several surgeries. Like I didn't even know how, I didn't even have an understanding of that. And honestly, just recently, I uh, was working with uh, kind of like a, a doctor, but we're doing more holistic work. And we we were, we kind of injected a fluid. It's almost like a, like a stem cell type. So it's like exosomes mm. basically. And mm-hmm. a combination of like, energy healing to that area plus this uh fluid it was like i mean i there's much more detail and i i could you know I, I could take a little bit of time to go into all the detail but to to skip the part now because i'm not open to sharing it i can if we had more time but in the room in the clinic when we did this it was palpable like i still get goosebumps talking about it where the release, like the fluid released at its space between the layers of fascia and the tissue finally had a chance to like open up and then, um, and then, um, and then energetically too, just like directing energy, like very consciously, intentionally, like just trying to drive light and healing energy to that area. It was like, and it was so emotional, like, like the one of the nurses got emotional like you could feel it in the room 
the release of stuck energy and like the release of like layers of like trauma and I was I mean I was like the nurse got emotional because it was also so unexpected like we didn't know it was kind of experimental what we were doing um and it was profound you know and that's really like that is science that's the quantum and energy coming together and I really feel like this is going to be the future of health you know as like we have a better understanding I mean, that's absolutely what I wanted to ask you about, too, was just what's coming down the pipeline. So we'll get I want to get to that at the end. But I want to first off, Reiki for people who don't know. And you say I did Reiki. You can do Reiki from anywhere. I mean, you can do Reiki directly over the body or you can be on the phone and do Reiki because from an energetic standpoint, it doesn't know time and space. So you're connecting through. I like to imagine the quantum field as looking like uh, the neurological webbing in your brain of firing, like the neurological, the way it looks like that webbing. And so I imagine that to be sort of like basically everything we can't see is that. And so it's the connection um, through that field that we can be anywhere with our Mm -hmm. energy. 100%. That's exactly it's such a great way, actually, of you explaining it. That's exactly how, how I see it. That's exactly what it person. is. I'm such yeah. a visual person. I'm like, and so a lot of times when I describe stories, I'm like, I got to close my eyes. I'm sorry. I'm really visual. And then I'll go like this. <laughs> but um, but Reiki can be done anywhere. So I just think it's important that people know that because somebody listening might be hearing this and they might might think like, but I live here and this might be, I don't know where I'd find that person. And, you know, in fact, I just, I invested into a company. um, The name of the company is Wellset. And I had like, it was funny. I had some argument and then I was like crying on the balcony and looking out into the ocean. And I'm like, I just had a good idea for a business. What the hell is that all about? But it was this idea that there would be some sort of platform or some sort of um, website or something where you could go and find holistic healers. So Reiki, astrology, um, acupuncture. So what I'm curious about is that we've got to the point where it's like, the spiritual realm, the sort of the, it's kind of like, you know, I'd say it's probably more of your final stop. It shouldn't be, but it tends to be. So how would you, if someone were to come to you and want your guidance and help nutritionally, say they had, um, sort of goals of overall being more healthy, perhaps they want to alter their blood work numbers, whether they be, you know, uh, cortisol or cholesterol or thyroid or whatever it may be. Um, when they wanted to lose weight and they wanted to get more healthy, like what would be the protocol that you'd start with for that? So that's a great question. So with, I would say with all people who really want to work one-on-one, we do a whole, or I do like a whole intake. So uh, I have labs run, which I've been doing forever. Um, but th- it's so great because now labs are so easily avail- accessible. I mean, you used to have to go through your doctor. And now there's everything well. There's all these labs that people can actually order online. And it gives you more insight because it's not just standard blood work or what your vitamin D levels are. It's your inflammation markers. We can do a full like adrenal panel. I can do so much. And you can know what your micronutrient levels are. So I have people run several labs to see what's going on inside your physiological body. And then I have them do a pretty extensive intake that gives me an ins- a little bit of an insight of like where you're at in terms of like Chinese medicine, like Ayurvedic, like where your disposition is at. And then also 
I take into account like what your goals are and what your lifestyle is. Because some people want, you know, everything that you listed, but they're sort of like, well, but I like to have a glass of wine like four nights a week because part of my job, I take clients out for, you know, meetings or dinners. This is where business deals are made, blah, blah, blah. And they want to factor that in as well how we can offset that. So it's it's pretty much like it's an extensive intake like that. And then I also do like I do an energy intake. So I'll do Reiki, um, you know, anywhere between 30 minutes to an hour, depending on what that person prefers. And I get a sense of like what's going on inside their energetic body, like where there may be blocks, where things there's some congestion, like where we need to focus some attention. And then we create like a protocol for you. And that's usually, you know, comprehensive in terms of like the foods that you can choose that you I want you to choose from. Like we create sort of like I don't want to say a meal plan exactly, but guidance because some people really like rigid. So that's great. That's easy. Some people like to be able to free flow, but, you know, have a list of things that they can choose from. And we just kind of create this protocol. And more often than not, it includes other modalities that you can do on your own. You know, so I love if you, if it's accessible to you, I love like hyperbaric. Obviously, I love LED and, you know, I love all these other modalities that I feel are really complementary um, to the to the protocol, depending mm. on what it is that. Um, what your goals are. So that's usually what it looks like, you know, as sort of like an initial, you know, consult with me. Um, and, and, and it kind of gives you a breakdown, a guideline of what to do. So with each person, it's a little bit different because your disposition is different. And where you hold weight may be in your, in your physiological or it may be in your energetic body. You know, you may have a blocked solar plexus and that affects your digestion, your, your digestive system, and that makes your metabolism slow down and, you know, that whole process less efficient. So we might just need to address your solar plexus, you know, and some key foods to eat there and some key foods to maybe like substitute out and it's less adding on 30 minutes of exercise and less, you know, about calories or, um, or, or intake. So with each person, it's a little bit different, but you know, if I'm working with like a collective group of people, there's like little check-ins that I ask you to take inventory of yourself so that you can figure out, okay, is this a a congestion in this energy center? Where does this align to? Do I feel like I'm having a hard time digesting my food, but I'm eating all the right things and I'm not eating anything that I have an intolerance to or an inflammatory response to? Then you kind of know it may be your energy center, right? But sometimes you're eating something that you do have an inflammatory response to and you don't know it until the test. So that's why I kind of run, you know, we go through, it's comprehensive, you know, we do kind of all of it to figure out, okay, what is it? And there's always a solution, you know, we just have to figure out where to look and then we just help our bodies do it because our bodies are designed to heal and to thrive. And that's, and I'm sure that you have incredible results with the people that you work with because you, you close the loop of, op, of potentiality mm. with, you know, cause like you said, I'm sure that in the past, it's like, even with yourself, you're working through the standard modalities of being yeah. healthy and then you know, once the spirituality came in, it finally closed that loop. Um, <clears throat> that's so cool. I, I probably am going to sign up to do it, by the way, because I love being like a test dummy for myself. And I love oh. it. I like. Well, to- I'm excited. I mean, 
me. I like to know the truth about reality. I like to know the truth about what's best for me. I love when I hear stories about products that come out and hearing their authentic origin. So as I've heard you talk about your product, just add water. I, I know it's really simple and you just add water, but I love more of the story about you were making it for yourself and your clients. So I want to hear more about why, what, what were you trying to achieve that you realized you needed, you could monetize and make for everyone? Oh, well, thank you so much for asking about that. Um, yeah, just add water. It, honestly, I was making this because I have so many clients that, um, and I'm, and I'm sure you can relate. They are just, they, they're doing so much, you know, like they are either really peak performer type of entrepreneurs or a lot of my clients are in the entertainment industry. And so whether they're front of the camera or behind, but especially for the ones that are front of the camera, sometimes they have to, they're all over. They fly, they land, they've got to look you know, and, and give off and feel that and, and, and have that like, like a game basically. So, you know, they don't get a chance to necessarily go and decompress and take a shower and do this. Sometimes they have to be right on the red carpet within a short period of time. I'm sure it's something you've probably experienced. And so, and so what was happening was every time they travel and I wasn't traveling with them, they'd come back like either bloated or, or sick or they'd gain weight or they just, they'd be carrying a little bit of weight and inflammation. So I started making this blends for them, like just in my kitchen, like raw organic powders. So I'm like, what's the easiest thing? Cause you can't bring your smoothie. You can't always bring your blender with you. You can't bring all this. And sometimes you're in places and those things aren't accessible. And, you know, I'm always saying whole foods is the best, but if you don't have it, like have really high quality, raw, organic, dehydrated, it's your next best thing. So I was making this and it was when I literally just had them in Ziploc like Ziploc snack bags and I would just pile it into their like bag. And I'm like, just take this with you. Have one of these like every day, just once a day while you're gone, add water to it, just like dump it into a water bottle or something and come back to me whole. And so that's what I did. Um, and then I was with some clients when you're at the Cannes Film Festival and they were drinking this stuff and you're pretty healthy. You know, you cook and you cook. And when it's really good for you. It's like kind of brown and kind of green and it's not the prettiest looking drink if it's in like right. a glass, right? It looks kind of like sludge. And so real good product, like <laughs> shout out for myself, but that's kind of how it looks like. It's like brown and green and they're drinking it. And we, some of their friends were also with us and they were like, what is that that you're drinking? Cause first of all, it looks terrible, but I was with you until like 5 a.m. at, you know, we're at Hotel Ducop and they're like, and I do not look or feel like you right now. So is that your secret? So it became a thing. And I obviously had some more because I have it for myself. And it's just about, and I say it's everything that you need in a day. Now, nutritionally, some people will be like, well, it doesn't have all 17,000 vitamins that you need to have in it, but it really is everything that you need in a day. It's got like eight super greens. It's got all these antioxidants. It has probiotics, prebiotics, digestive enzymes. So when you drink it, you don't feel bloated. And it's got, you know, really good solid amount of 
organic yellow pea protein. So it's got some protein in it as well. It's under 100 calories. It's got like seven grams of carbs. It's just, it's what you need to kind of like get you over that like little bit of hunger you might have if you've been running around all day. Some people have what they call a sugar crash. Usually you're just dehydrated, but sometimes you might need a little bit of fuel. This became you know, just add water because these people were like, oh, we need this. You know, we need it for our, we need it on set. We need it for our, our, you know, productions. We need it for this and that. So, so it became a thing. And I had another company, an owner of a different company there that was like, we have these like health and beauty, no, these beauty and wellness boxes that are going out in December. Can you be in it? You know, it was like four or 500 boxes. And I just said, yes, even though, like we didn't yet have like a logo or anything. And I called my <laughs> packaging. You're Nothing. like, I have a lot of Ziplocs to do. <laughs> it was like literally Ziploc bags. And I remember calling my sister. I'm like, so, you know, this thing that we've just been calling, like just said water, like with the girls in the gym, just like joking around. <laughs> and the, we're going to need to come up with a logo. And she was like, what? Like, what are you talking about? And, oh and that's what happened. And we were like, we probably, I'll never forget when we we're going through trying to find the right font. I mean, just hours cross-eyed going through hundreds of fonts and just kind of did it. And it became- Never mind the trademark. Trademarks are a pain in the ass of, them, yeah. of themselves. Oh, and we're finally, and we're registered now. Like we own Just Add Water in like the beverage space, food and beverage, which is- huge. And, um, you know, that's a different story. We had so many people telling us, Oh, don't waste your money on pants or trademarks. You don't, you can't protect your formula. You don't even know if it's going to be a thing. And I was like, I'm still going to do it. And I'm so glad we did because fast forward, you know, a couple years later when it's now even more visible, we have, we're registered. So it's, it's amazing that we own that, but thank you for asking about that. That's basically how it started. I just yeah. wanted my clients to like maintain yeah. as much health and balance as possible while they are traveling and gone for them so that they could feel better. And so that they could show up, you know, the way they need to show up and it became a thing. And so they're wonderful because they, they stock their sets with it. Um, you know, just said water is, I don't have children. I have fur babies. I hear you. Come here, I, Ella. She's so sweet. She's been waiting for this moment. Come here. Oh, Get your oh hi. There's another one too, but she's probably. What a sweetheart. Or something, but. Um, um, we have another one right here too, but she doesn't climb the couches. <laughs> do you, do you cook food for your dogs? Yeah, they eat home cooked. They do a little bit of like, um, because they're on special diets. So they do a little bit from like just food for dogs. Um, but we we primarily just like cook for them. What do you cook? So Gizmo really likes chicken, uh, vegetables. They do actually do a lot of vegetables. Jesse likes rice, but we also have them do cauliflower rice. Mm. Um, and then and then he has some heart issues. And so he likes a little bit of beef here and there as well. But everything is like, and even though we're plant-based, you know, everything is like all organic. It's Mary's. It's all the best. Like it's all what you would eat or yeah. just have a dinner party. They eat the same. <laughs> I look at my dog's food and, and, and just before I add, um, there's a product called balance it. If you make your own dog's food, you get this as a supplement. It kind of has more minerals and things that dogs need. I don't know why it'd be so much different than a human as I'm pretty sure I could exist on turkey, sweet potato and green bean for my whole life, but they get that in it. And I'm looking at it other than that ingredient going, this is a good meal. 
Every time those sweet potatoes come out of the oven, because I roast like six, seven pounds of them, I'm like snacking on them before I dump them in the mix. So what is your, uh, what is your diet? Uh, well, I'm plant-based. So I am, and I haven't always been actually, um, I grew up and I studied classic French cuisine. I'm Chinese. So I definitely didn't grow up plant-based, but mm. mine is, I do, I do a lot of vegetables. Like I love vegetables. I love my green vegetables. Um, I would say most of my diet is either roasted, steamed. Um, I like cooked meals. I do do salads, but you know, I loved, I love cooked and warm foods. I love soups. Like, so I do a lot of soups, um, Mm -hmm. broth soups, but also puree soups. They're so easy and they feel hearty to me. Uh, I'm a huge fan of dips. So like anything that can blend up and put into a dip. So I obviously do like a lot of, um, like I love avocado. It's like we have a relationship. I love avocado in any form. Like, and then um, I do a lot of hummuses, hummus type dips. So, and and I do a lot of sprouts now. So I kind of got turned on to sprouts uh, last year, and I sprout like we sprout constantly. And I'm pea sprouts are the best. I love pea mm-hmm. shoots. Pea shoots are so good. Sunflower sprouts are so good. I do broccoli sprouts too. So broccoli sprouts actually have the highest amount of sulforaphane in them, which is a great like anti, you know, cancer. I'm putting that quote in ter- uh, uh, that term in quotes. Um, but it's something that's so good for you. And it actually is higher in sprouts than it is an actual broccoli. So the amount, the 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 equivalent that you would need in sprouts and broccoli is a huge difference. But broccoli sprouts are great. It's one of like the healthiest foods that you can possibly have. And um, yeah, we sprout everything. Like all the legumes we sprout, um, all these seeds, we sprout everything. And it's so like the easiest thing to do. I never knew how easy it was until I started doing it. It's the easiest thing to do. If you, if, do you do it at home or do you buy it? No, I buy it. I've, I've had gardens in the past, but I've moved so many times and being in Scottsdale, it's a tough place to like have a garden. I know I can grow those because like a while back I bought this sort of thing. I, I totally took the bait on some Instagram sponsored ad and it was, you know, like (laughs) it was a little tray and then you could pick the sprouts that you wanted to grow. Mm -hmm. And within like a week you have them. And, um, so, uh, but that was really cool. But I, I mean, I love growing like back in North Carolina years ago when I lived there, I had a full garden. I I mean, Oh, wow. But I don't, I just grow in the kitchen. In like mason jars. So it's like, it's so, I'm telling you, it's like the easiest thing ever. You just like put a couple tablespoons of it. You, you like let it soak in water for six, seven hours, eight hours. You rinse it out, pour it upside down and you just like, and it just, it just does its own thing. You don't have to do anything to it. It doesn't have to be in the sun. I, you mean you just pour it like you rent, you pour out the water from like, let's say you want to do, let's say you wanted to do broccoli sprouts. So what do you, what do you do? So whatever sprouts, it could be any seed, like you talked about pea, sunflower, we sprout all of it. So just like a mason jar, you know, like a glass mason jar, mm-hmm. um, like like a, like a if you have a spaghetti jar, spaghetti yeah. jar, same yeah. size, right? And you just make sure it's super clean. 
and you just put like maybe two tablespoons of the seeds in there and you fill it up with, you fill it halfway up with water just so the seeds are soaking and you're letting the all the all the phylates kind of release from it. So all the toxins that like plants naturally produce, right, in their own protective defensive way. Yeah. You just let it soak for about eight hours. Then you pour out the water, you rinse it out. So you can get like, it's like canning jars, you know, so there's like the top yeah, and the lid. thing that comes off. So you get the lid that's got like a sieve sort of. So then you can like pour out all the water, give it a little rinse and then turn it upside down. You can just lean it against like the wall of your like on the counter um, of your kitchen. And then like by the next day, you'll see a little bit of sprouting. And then the jar is upside down. Yeah, but like at an angle, you know, so it can like breathe a little bit. So you, you turn it upside down, but it's kind of like. It's propped up like, well, there's like little stands that you could buy, but you don't need it. Um, you could just have it like just propped up against like, you know, the kitchen wall. You know, like if you're at the on the counter, you can just have it propped up, it's propped up against it. So it's like at an angle, you know, so instead of like upside down, it's like this. Um, and then and then the next day you just give it a little rinse. You rinse it twice a day, put in some water, shake it up, rinse it out, put it back, prop it up against the wall, like at an angle so that it's not mm. flat. And it has breathing room. And about, I don't know, three or four days later, you have sprouts. Wow. It's the easiest thing. So, and because I I love cooked foods too. And maybe somebody Mm -hmm. else listening loves cooked food. I find it just makes me feel better. I actually get a stomach ache from like, if I have a smoothie or something like that, it just doesn't feel like I digest as well. It must have to do something, some Ayurvedic answer to this. Um, but I, and so I like cooked foods, but I know that I also get a benefit from things that are alive. I call them alive, yeah. you know? Yeah. I say the same cooked, thing. Haven't been heated. So yeah. it's so great. Like to have, you know, vegan toast with avocado and sprouts, right? right? Because then That's it's exactly like what I do. something alive to it or, um, some cooked ingredient like that you like, you could have yeah. whatever it may be, your vegetables, your protein, and then top it with sprouts. Cause you're like, there's yeah. something alive. Yeah. Um, That's exactly so, it. Yeah. And it doesn't hurt your tummy. I don't think you'll have a hard time digesting it. Cause it doesn't, you know, I have no problems digest- digesting sprouts. And yeah, I mean, I've been a super nerd I'm really calling. I'm really revealing a lot right now, but I've sprouted in my hotel room. So if I know, like, I'm going to be traveling for like more than a week, like, like I'll be tra- actually, I'm going to be in Paradise Valley like, oh. this weekend. Yeah, oh, so I'm, what? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm there for um the Consumer Health Summit. What? So how do I not know about this? I'm a consumer but, and I like health. Yeah. Oh my goodness, you should come. I'll tell I'll tell Michael Fishman, but you should come. It's like all the all these, you know, like nerdy people and thought leaders in the health and wellness space. It's and so yeah, you come and I'll sprout anyway. So I'll sprout in my hotel. So I'll just bring it like a little mini jar, and then I'll have my seeds in a Ziploc, and then I'll just have it like in my bathroom, and it sprouts. And I, <laughs> I know it sounds so nerdy, but if I have to have hotel food, you know, or and sometimes when you're eating out, you can be at great places, but sometimes you have to have room service. If I'm in a conference or something, and I get home late, and I. I just want to just want to eat a little something. Okay, so we're 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 to that final question now where I knew I wanted to get to, but that's what's coming. And so, you know, part of it is perhaps your sort of crystal ball and also like things that you know are coming. Um, and then also sort of incorporating what you want to come. Like, how do you, what do you see coming through the pipeline when it comes to um, health? 
And then, you know, what do you want to come into the sort of into that sphere? And then what's the ideal situation in the end? How do we exist in the most healthy way? So I, I really see energy work um, as something that's becoming so much more mainstream and people, and it's not quite there yet, but people are so much more open to what it is, trying it out, trying to understand it, even if they come from a very um, science science background or even people who kind of need tangibles. So working with some doctors now, I personally am, and just trying to figure out how we can like quantify it and show show the community who needs results, who needs numbers, um, how we're how we're able to quantify the healing results that come from energy, right? And also there's so many devices out there, like so many quantum devices that have been around since the time of rife. And, you know, they're just becoming more and more consumer friendly. So I use a device called the Healy and it's like a wearable small device that really is very much the same. It's a frequency device um, and it can measure the resonance of your body and where there may be different blockages. Um, and then you can run programs on it that's preset. So it's very consumer friendly. And I can use it as a practitioner alongside you know, my energy practice and even my nutrition practice, I use it as a complementary modality. But, you know, you can measure like your own resonance in your body and then like where you may need help. So I see more and more of these type of devices becoming more accessible because this was just FDA approved around this time last year. So I think it was May that it was FDA approved in the U.S., for pain, but it does a lot of other things. Um, but they've been using it in, in Europe for quite a few years now. So I see more of that. And I think that clearly from what I do, that that energy component with it, like really working with resonance and energy and adding the quantum into what is more tangible for their average consumer is going to be the, the near future. At least that's really what my hopes are. And and I'm all, and I can't reveal too much right now, but I'm working with a company where you know we're really trying to change like how healthcare is and what gets what gets covered, you know, by the government in terms of healthcare. So right now, say nutrition is not covered by your insurance, you know, there's certain types of modalities, even seeing your chiropractor, seeing your acupuncturist not covered by all insurances. And so I see a gradual shift towards that as well. As that, just ha- that just happened with WellSet. I think WellSet just literally got taken on by um, by uh, healthcare. Is, uh, oh, really? Uh, well, like today? Announced WellSet's been accepted as, as one of five companies to participate in the 1501 Health Incubator Investment Vehicle created by First Care Blue Cross Blue Shield, HealthWorks, and LifeBridge Health from over 120 competing companies. Um, looking forward to making holistic care, mental health care, and preventative health care more accessible by increasing wellness coverage with these incredible insurance companies over the course of the next year. Oh my gosh. So see, literally, I just screenshotted that to repost it because I was oh like, my that's gosh. amazing. Yeah. No, so look at that. That was very quick manifesting. I'm not sure yeah. if you realize how fast that was, but that was lightning speed. That is amazing. And I've done work with Walsa as well. I've done um done stuff. I'm one of the practitioners on their platform. Um and so and I love the founder. I actually met her at um, Tegan. Yeah, at um 
Mind Body Green at uh, Revital Life. She's brilliant. Yeah, she's great. She really is. And so, so, so that's amazing. And, and, and again, that's just one, but I see more and more of that happening because there's such an awareness and, and, and functional medicine and functional nutrition is also becoming much more mainstream. Um, and that's because of so many of the people that are out there, like a lot of these, um, just thought leaders, I don't want to thought leaders, people who are very, very vocal about how medicine um, and then and of course, nutrition really is is a uh, individualized, personalized, but also it's a comprehensive, you know, you really have to factor in different aspects of it. It's not straightforward. It's not the pyramid. Um, So I really see that as our future. That's that's really, uh, it's, it's very close. You know, it's not, it's not too far away. Your ideal grand view, your utopia, your sort of like dream health scenario for culture, for humans. Well, really like my dream is just that everybody really has an understanding that, that first of all, we are incredible, incredible complicated systems machines just us as humans you know like what it takes to run our bodies like we forget like how incredibly powerful we are you know and i and it's get it's so easy to get distracted by the media news and headlines and and have those those um those headlines sort of disempower us. And so you know i really want i would love for us to all be in this space to really honor our temples and understand how, who we are, how we're built, what we're made of, and that we really have this power to heal, to thrive, to be even more than, than what, how we have been. And I would love that every, obviously I would love for everything to be accessible to everybody. You know, we honor like mother nature because she provides back to us. And so to be able to have this cycle in the reverse of what we have right now, where in yeah. so many ways we're hurting the planet and the planet provides, where the planet provides and we give back to it so that that cycle can continue in a, in a form of abundance. And then there really is enough for everyone. Um, it's totally utopian. Love Doesn't it. mean that it can't happen. You know, I always believe that, you know, if that energy is put out there and we're kind of all on the same page, that the power of the collective, you know, is is massive and it's just about kind of shifting yeah. our, our mindset. So, well, it's uh, it's down to what, what do we need? Like 1%, I think like yeah. 1% has to shift its consciousness, has yeah. to sort of evolve or ascend to some level. And then it's a, it's a collective rise. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's, there's some study. I don't know if it's like, a, there's like some monkey study or something like that, where mm-hmm. uh, once like uh, ten, uh, 1% of the monkeys learned how to do something, there was some sort of trickle down effect, even without proximity. Yeah. Like it's yeah. just a sort of yeah. a, a shift in existence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's all we need. And I think it's possible um, along with, I'm sure you and Kelly, and there's so many of us that truly believe that it's possible. That's what this show is for. I mean, that's what I'm sure the work that you do is for. That's what I do the show for. That's what I is because it's just little, little seeds of inspiration to help wake up to, um, our untapped potential and sort of bigness that we, 
you know, don't realize. So thank you for the work that you do and for, um, you know, wanting to help people. I mean, I think Mm -hmm. that that's, that's so clear is that, uh, you, you know, you, you want to help people be their best self and, um, you've gone through enough experiences to be able to, you know, give people really proper direction. So uh, thank you. Thank you. No, and truly, thank you so much. I mean, I really, I really, really loved our chat today. Like I it was so much fun and, and um, thank you so much for what you do. You know, there's such a magic and a light that you bring to the world. And so thank you so much. Um, <laughs> I'm just grateful. Thanks everybody for listening to the Pretty Intense podcast today. I hope you enjoyed it. If you like what you heard today and you want to hear more, please click on the subscribe button.